0: And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, and we are with Lamb Lion Ministry. We thank you for being part of today's program as we're going to be talking about Spirit of Revelation. So we ask that you stay tuned and share this program with your friends and family, those of you following us on social media. And before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer.
1: Lord Jesus, we thank you for all those who are tuned in to hear your word. We pray you'll open up your Bible so we may understand you better and grow in our relationship with you. We thank you for your great love and your precious name. Amen
0: amen again you're tuned into a true to set you free bible prophecy edition big Batista, nathan jones with lamb lion ministries as we're talking about the spirit of revelation so get your bibles ready and follow along with us as we jump into today's study but before i continue i'm going to welcome my co-host to the program nathan jones nathan it's great to have you on brother always
1: good to be on i uh,
0: hear some thunder and rumblings in the background
1: you got a storm going
0: Yes, God is preparing our program with lightning and storm, Nathan. It's it's, the, it's that time of season. You know, I'm, I keep reminding myself, wait a minute, it is hurricane season that we're entering into here in Florida. So we're having a little bit of that already.
1: Oh, uh, well, I wish we could get some of your rain here in Texas. The drought is being called a mega drought. It's really bad. So everything's brown and charred. So brother, it's good that you're getting rain out there. Uh, it's interesting too, as we talk about bad weather, it kind of reminds me of storms and that's a tie-in to our conference this weekend storm warning the urgency of the rapture folks if uh, you're interested in attending a bible prophecy conference either here in the dallas area or if you'd like to uh actually registration is is ended today we do accept walk-ins but uh don't worry we are going to offer it online on our christ in prophecy youtube channel it's our streaming conference and uh you can also attend through our youtube channel and we're going to have a great, uh, we're going to have the Prophecy Pros there, Jeff Kinley and Todd Hampson, our founder, Dr. David Reagan, uh, our new director, Tim Moore, myself, Vic Batista, Patrick Oliver, and many others. We're going to be talking about the signs of the end times. I'm going to be talking about the sign of nature, or extreme weather. Uh, Vic, which one are you doing again?
0: I'm going to be talking about, Nathan, the uh, spiritual signs in the end times.
1: Okay, excellent. So, folks, uh, come to our website at christinprophecy.org. If you miss it on Saturday, we're going to leave it up on YouTube so you can check it out anytime.
0: Nathan, and I think that's fantastic, Nathan. Maybe afterwards, after the conference, you and I can do a quick review for those that maybe missed it, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm already uh, sharing it with our congregation and posting it, and people are excited, Nathan. I believe also many others are going to be tuning in via the live stream. I think
1: so, too, and usually that's what happens. We'll get 600, 800, 1,000 people in person here in Dallas, and it's a Great time. And of fact, we have programming scheduled for that previous Friday night. We're going to have a meet and greet, and we're also going to uh, record two television shows at the church in Forney, which is a suburb of Dallas where we're holding it. And uh, so for those folks there, we've got, of course, we got tables and meet all the speakers. We'll have two Q&A sessions that uh, Vic and I will be in the first one together. And so it's a good time, but if you can't make it in person, we certainly want you to attend online. And some years we've had up to 40,000 people attend our conference through the streaming venue. So I think that uh, that is just fantastic. The Lord's given us that technology to reach people all over the world and share with them the good news about the soon return of Jesus Christ.
0: Nathan, very, very exciting. And yes, everyone, we don't want you to miss it. So make sure that you take note of the information and it's going to be an exciting, exciting weekend. And Nathan, Nathan, talking about exciting, you and I have been making our way through the book of Ezekiel. Man, what an exciting book this has been as we have been sharing all the amazing things there and how God has been speaking uh, to uh, the prophet, the prophecies that are bringing about. And, uh, you know, oftentimes people ask the question, how does the word of the Lord come to us today? And how did the word of the Lord come to those in the Old Testament? And what is God's prophetic word for us today? And how can we hear it? Nathan, it reminds me what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter one, verses one and two. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. And you and I have been going through the book of Ezekiel and how God has spoken through the prophets.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's how God would give the messages. Uh, you know, In the Old Testament especially, you had the Pentateuch, which is the first five books of the Bible, but a lot of that was being written over the hundreds of years of Israel's history. So when God had a message, he'd bring it through the, the prophets, and of course the priesthood there was also responsible for sharing the Torah. Uh, but for the most part, the Bible was still being put together over time, and much of it, especially the major prophets like Daniel and Ezekiel and Jeremiah and then the minor prophets, all 12 of them, uh, Focused on a message to call those who had turned away from God and and fell into sin to repentance and a right relationship with God. And that becomes a major theme throughout Israel's history in the Old Testament. It's a major theme in the New Testament. It's about reconciling fallen mankind to God. And uh, the methods that God uses either through prophecy, uh, prophets had a two part job, they were foretellers, they would tell a what's going on in a society, and call them back to repentance in the Lord. You're fallen, you're evil, you're rebelling against God, repent and turn to God. That's the foretelling. But the true prophets of the Bible could also foretell. God would tell them what the future held, and they would share those messages with the people. Now today, uh, here at Lamb and Lion Ministries, we believe that that for those who call themselves prophets, the only gift they have is foretelling, calling society back to repentance. The Bible is very clear in Revelation that All prophecy has ended, and the Bible is a complete story that God wants us to have, and anything about the future, he hasn't revealed past revelation yet. So we are foretellers about calling people to repentance and teaching them Bible prophecy as the Bible portrays it.
0: Nathan, that is fantastic, because as we look at Ezekiel uh, chapter uh, 10 there, verse 15, you and I began to describe some of the instruments that God oftentimes uses to speak through people. We spoke about different angelic beings and, and ways that God speaks to uh, uh, to the people of Israel. And also we began to describe what these instruments. Uh, Uh, different types of angels look like so that people will have an idea. And uh, last week, we sort of stopped in the middle of the chapter, but we're going to pick it up there as God is describing these amazing cherubims and seraphims and these amazing creatures that God uses in, in mighty ways. So, Nate, will you be able to take us there to Ezekiel chapter 10 and read for us verses 15 through 19, and I'll pick it up from verses 20 through
1: 22? Yes, let's do it. All right, verse 15, it goes And the cherubim were lifted up. This was the living creature I saw by the river Kebar. When the cherubim went, the wheels went beside them. And when the cherubim lifted their wings to mount up from the earth, the same wheels also did not turn from beside them. When the cherubim stood still, the wheels stood still. And when one was lifted up, the other lifted itself up. for the spirit of the living creature was in them. Then the glory of the Lord departed from the threshold of the temple and stood over the cherubim. And the cherubim lifted their wings and mounted up from the earth in my sight. And when they went out, the wheels were beside them, and they stood at the door at the east gate of the Lord's house, and the glory of the God of Israel was above them.
0: Verse 20 says, this is the living creature I saw under the God of Israel by the river Kebar, and I knew they were cherubim. Each one had four faces and each one four wings, and the likeness of the hands of a man was under their wings. And the likeness of their faces was the same as the faces which I had seen by the river Kebar. This appearance and their persons, they each went straight forward. And, and Nathan, this is just an amazing picture of God's angelic creation in the different categories that we're going to see in heaven. Yes, uh,
1: what we're seeing is a picture uh, continuing uh, in Ezekiel here, in chapter ten, of the cherubim. Not the cute, pudgy little babies with wings and a little cupid heart-shaped uh, bow. <laughs> no, these are these are the living creatures, four-faced. They have a man and ox a um, lion and an eagle four faces on the same head they have four wings they have hands or arms underneath and they are dwelling within what's these wheels within a wheel it's they're covered in eyes it's hard to explain but the cherubim here exists to serve the lord as they carry his throne throughout the universe or really more so the universe moves and god stays stationary and what we're here, we're seeing here is to give you a little context folks is that Uh, Ezekiel is the first of three different deportations. Uh, The Israelites had fulfilled what uh, Moses was told in Deuteronomy 28, that if the people continued to be wicked and rebel against the Lord ceaselessly for hundreds of years, it happened, the Lord's patient, but finally his patience ended. And he says, that's it. And Ezekiel was exiled and he was given prophecies to the remainder of the people in Jerusalem that, hey, the Lord is done with your evil. And he's going to leave the temple. He's going to depart from Israel and leave the people alone. And by 586 BC, Nebuchadnezzar came and finally destroyed Jerusalem and exiled all, most of the people out of there. And so what is tragically being portrayed here is Ezekiel is seeing the angels lift God and carry him away. And he's leaving the temple. You know, his Shekinah glory has been dwelling in the temple since Solomon built the temple almost 400 years earlier. And then before that, where the the Holy Spirit, the Shekinah glory dwelt in the tabernacle over the Ark of the Covenant. But that's it. God says, enough's enough. You're too evil. There's no point in me staying here anymore. And he leaves.
0: Nathan, I love that, and we see that the importance of this because we find that you know uh, God has a message for His people. He had a message for their for them at that time. He has a message for us today, and it's something that people need to recognize the importance of God's messengers, if you will, and the importance of us heeding uh, to the word of God. And not only that, but as we continue looking at uh, chapter eleven there in Ezekiel, we're going to also notice how this word. Uh, the Lord comes, you know, uh, comes to uh, uh, God's people. One of the things Nathan, early on, when I became a Christian, that one of the questions that I often asked was, well, how does someone hear the word of the Lord? Is it clear? Is it audible? Uh, and and we find that God speaks differently through his words. Sometimes he'll speak through angelic beings. Sometimes he'll speak audibly. Sometimes he'll he'll just basically impress on someone's spirit. Uh, in the last days, he has spoken through his Holy Spirit. And when we see Ezekiel chapter 11, we also notice that God is going to be taking him and revealing to him things that are going to be coming in the future. Uh, so Nate, will you be able to take us there in chapter 11, verses one through five, as we continue in Ezekiel chapter 11? Yeah, let's keep going. All right, uh,
1: take your Bibles, chapter 11, verse 1. Then the Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the east gate of the Lord's house, which faces eastward, and there at the door of the gate were twenty-five men. Among them I saw Jezaniah, the son of Azur, and Pelatiah, the son of Benaniah, princes of the people. And he said to me, Son of man, these are the men who devise iniquity and give wicked counsel in the city, who say, The time is not near to build houses. This city is the cauldron, and we are the meat. Therefore prophesy against them, and prophesy, O son of man. Then the Spirit of the Lord fell on me and said to me, Speak. Thus says the Lord, Thus you have said, O house of Israel, for I know the things that come into your mind.
0: Woo! Nathan, that's a, that's a powerful few verses. You know, I, I verse 1 just reminds me, Nathan, of the Apostle John in the book of Revelation when when uh, when when the revelation came to him, or the vision, if you will. And, and and here in verse 11, it says, And the Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the east gate of the Lord's house. In Revelation chapter 1, verses 2, and of course, you and I have spoken about this before, uh, we see how in the book of Revelation, when John also had this revelation, God used uh, his mighty a- angels, if you will, to bring about a revelation to what was happening. And here we see the spirit of the Lord lifted up Ezekiel uh, uh, to this locations.
1: Right. It's kind of a form of rapture. A rapture means uh, rapio or harpezo, to be caught up, to be snatched up. And we know one day the Bible promises in First Thessalonians 4 and 1 Corinthians 15 The rapture or the snatching up of the church up to heaven before God's wrath comes on the earth. Well, here we got the same thing. Ezekiel is maybe not snatched up to heaven, and John John is snatched up to heaven, but Ezekiel is actually snatched over from his exile in Babylon in the river Kabar, back to Jerusalem, where he sees a group of men who all that they do is they plot wickedness, they plan wickedness, they they say they speak for the Lord, but they don't. These are the very, very things that just anger God so much, you know, that these false teachers who say, hey, no, God's not, you know, don't worry about that. You know, he's everything's fine. It's not fine. I mean, they've already gone through one exile. Jerusalem is pretty much a city-state. All the lands of Israel are gone. Most of the lands of Judah have been captured. Jerusalem stands as basically a city-state by this point, and the people are still lying and saying, ah, nothing's happening. The, the And they would say this. They would say, the temple, the temple, the temple. In other words, we are invincible as long as God dwells in the temple. Well, what did Ezekiel just see in chapter 10? The Holy Spirit depart the temple. So there is no reason for God to hold the enemies of Jerusalem at bay anymore.
0: You know, Nathan, one of the things that, that, that you pointed out here that I think is so sad is the wicked counsel, the ungodly counsel uh, that is given that is oftentimes destructive to people. It causes them to go astray. And we find these 25 wicked counselors. And I'm just amazed because what, what one of the things that I do love about our Lord Jesus Christ, about the Messiah and the titles and a name given to him in Isaiah Chapter 9, verse 7 is that he is the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And that's why you and I always encourage people when they want wise counsel, go to the Word of God, go to the Psalms, go to the Proverbs. But there's just so much bad counsel out there. And here's these 25 uh, leaders, if you will, influential people, and they're bringing bad counsel to God's people. Yeah.
1: You know, it rather reminds me of what happened this week. Uh, you know, Roe versus Wade was overturned by the Supreme Court. And, of course, the left went bananas and they're screaming, you know, rights, women's rights. And, you know, what about the baby's rights? So here we had d- yesterday 20 congressmen, including AOC, of course, instead of making laws and doing their job, they're out protesting. They they blocked a street. And the police, after repeated warnings, had to arrest 20 of our own congressmen, or women, congresspeople, because they were doing social disorder, instead of just doing their jobs and reproaching it. And these are these people who are making our laws and making decisions for our entire country, and yet they seem to lack any moral character and fiber, and they go out and break the very laws that they're taking oaths to behold. And imagine that all of Israel's leaders at this time you know, about 600 BC, we're acting in this capacity. Imagine an entire country run by AOCs and Joe Bidens, you know, just complete <laughs> anarchy. It's a complete moral failure. And that's what we've got here in the situation. of Ezekiel, brother, I think that's the situation we got here today.
0: Excellent point, Nathan. Excellent point. And and this is exactly that people perish because of bad counsel. And and this is why we need to pray so much for our nation, for the leaders, that the proper people are elected to the proper positions. And here we notice Israel was having uh, a lot of these problems. And we notice there back back in Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 6, 6 through 12, it says, You have multiplied your slain in the city and you have filled its streets with slain. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, your slain whom you have laid in its midst. You are the meat in the city's a cauldron, but I shall bring out of this midst of it. You have feared the sword and I will bring a sword upon you, says the Lord, and I will bring you out of its midst and deliver you unto the hands of strangers and execute judgment on you. You shall fall by the sword. I will judge you at the border of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. This city shall not be yours, your cauldron, nor shall it be the meat in its midst. I will judge you at the borders of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord, for you have not walked in my statutes, nor executed my judgments, but have done according to the customs of the Gentiles, which are all around you. Nathan, they were supposed to also serve as examples, right, uh, to people. And in, in like you were saying, like these, these judges of today, they were just as guilty.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, we're not just talking about the le- secular leaders. We're also talking about the religious leaders. The people in the temple by Ezekiel's time had filled the temple into a pantheon. The women worshipped Tamas and the men worshipped statues of Baal. And these are right in the courts of the temple of God. They had turned the temple of God into a pantheon of worshipping all sorts of different gods and idols. So that even the priests could not give people godly counsel. By Josiah's time shortly before this, the people had lost the book of the law and for almost 50 years, they didn't even have it. They didn't have a Bible. It wasn't until uh, the priests, after Josiah cleansed the temple and they found the one buried in the wall it had to be protected. And so Josiah shared it with the people. But unfortunately, as usual with revivals, it was short lived and the people fell into evil again to this point where that's it. God's God's done with them. And brother, I, we see it here, too. I was reading a Dennis Prager article this week about the oldest church in America. It's a church in Boston. And they put up a banner down the church that says God supports abortion, God supports the LGBT, God supports ending uh, prisons, uh, and ending, and, and the list goes on and on. You know, One Marxist crazy thing after another, totally godless. And that's what the oldest church in America stands for right now. Brother, we have the same problem in the church. Yeah, there's good churches, good Christians, doctrinally sound, but for the most part, we really are living in that age of Laodicea that the Bible prophesied that, Final phase when the church would be lukewarm and it would just stand more for the world than it does for God. Tragic.
0: That, Nathan, and you are absolutely right. That's one of the things that is exciting about the storm warning conference that is coming up that we're putting together uh, through Lamb Lion Ministry It is to really show Uh, what's going on in these end times. And I think people are just not aware. Uh, Yes, there are wonderful things happening, but also as a whole, we have a lot of problems. And uh, even the church itself, uh, we notice, is becoming weaker and weaker, fulfilling a lot of what we see in Bible prophecy. Excellent point.
1: Yeah, and it's just, brother, I know as we, you and I have been doing the research for the, giving our presentations this weekend, uh, I know with my sign of nature, just the statistics that going with this, the God using nature to shake the world up and get their attention on them. Instead, the sector world screaming, man-made global warming, man-made global warming. Don't look at that religious thing. Don't look at God, don't repent. You know, Look, we're gonna find answers by ourselves. And that's exactly what God uses the sign of nature for, to, to get people to repent and return to him. And it's just devastatingness. I, I think I read it, 30% of the plankton in the oceans uh, our, we have 30% less plankton than we did in the oceans. Uh, bugs, insect, whole lines of insects are dying. We're talking about the basis of the food chains are starting to fall apart. Uh, huge amounts of bird populations wiped out over the years. And they find that when they do testing, urine testing of most people, they they got um, weed killer in their, in their urine. So that means we're eating it all the time and it causes cancer. And so brother, I, I think we're seeing not just the natural world unravel, but as you're doing the spiritual signs, maybe you could share a few of them, the, the spiritual signs of the world shows the world's unraveling too, right?
0: Oh, absolutely, Nathan. Yes, I'm going to take some time to speak about both the positive and the negative aspects of the spiritual science. But Nathan, definitely, we see the demonic activity uh, uh, in terms of the negative aspects of it. Uh, As we've been talking about a lot of these school shootings, you know, people uh, are almost like taken by surprise. But we need to recognize that we're living in a society right now that is has turned their back on God, and there's demons on the loose, if you will, and and, and all these hideous crimes that are being committed, a lot of it, I call a demon possession. So definitely, Nathan, we see that uh, as well as a, a wonderful work of the Holy Spirit. But society as a whole, it's really getting darker because of the spiritual warfare that's out there.
1: It is. It is. And it, it kind of can, if you take it all in at once, it'll make you lose hope. But, you know, so I love about Ezekiel chapter 11. By the time we get to verse 14, is that God gives us some hope, doesn't he?
0: And that's exactly why the second portion of this has to do with that, because in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the challenges, God still has a plan for his people. God still has a plan for the church. And uh, we're going to continue to look at Yeah. yeah, So, yes, Nathan, Ezekiel chapter uh, 11, verses 12 uh, through 16. If you want to continue to bring us through 12 and 14 and I'll do 15 and 16, that would be fantastic.
1: All right. Well. Uh, this, is, so this is the end of what's going on here. Uh, it says, and you shall, verse 12, uh, know that I am the Lord, that's his purpose here, for you have not walked in my statutes, nor executed my judgment, but have done according to the customs of the Gentiles, which are all around you. And now it happened, Ezekiel's saying here, well, I was prophesying that Pelatiah the son of Benaniah, died. And I so I fell on my face, and I cried with a loud voice, and I said, oh, Lord God, will you make a complete end of the remnant of Israel? And here's God's response. So again, the word of the Lord if God uh, came to me saying,
0: verse 15, Son of man, bre- I, I love this. Some of them, your brethren, your relatives, your countrymen, and all the house of Israel, in its entirely are uh, those about whom the inhabitants of Jerusalem have said, Get far away from the Lord. This land has been given to us as a possession. Therefore say, Thus says the Lord God, although I have cast them far off among the Gentiles, And although I have scattered them among the countries, yet I shall be a little sanctuary to them in the countries where they have gone. So we see Nathan, right? There's a remnant there. God is not through with them. Right. In verse 17, he explains what
1: he's going to do with that remnant. He says, thus says the Lord God, I will gather you from the peoples, assemble you from the countries where you've been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. So, it's interesting, God has to purge Israel of all the rebellious, wicked, evil people. And those that repent become a remnant and that remnant is preserved and they get restored into the blessings that Deuteronomy 28 are given. So it's it's like a cleansing, it's a get rid of the evil, the muck, the dirt, the grime, destroy that. And in the process, that which is cleansed and clean like restoring an old antique becomes good again and that is given the blessings that were God originally handled it. And Israel is a giant living symbol of what God's doing to the whole world, not just the Jews, but the Gentiles as well. The Lord is preserving a remnant who love him and believe him for the last thousands of years so that we who have accepted Jesus as Savior, been redeemed by his blood, will live forever with him in the new Jerusalem on the new earth and inherit the blessings that are meant for us. And uh, that, that's an amazing thing, because the only way that God made that happen is he had to have a sacrifice, a sacrifice for the sins of the people. Punishment had to happened to fulfill God's sense of justice. And brother, you know what that sacrifice was, don't you?
0: Absolutely, Nathan. John 3.16 said, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And we always encourage those of you that are part of this program, if you don't know Jesus, this is a great opportunity for you right now to take inventory of your life and invite Jesus to come into your heart to repent from your sins. God is waiting For you with open arms and wherever you are, if you were simply to bow your head in acknowledgement right now of your sins and and repent to the Lord and invite him to come in, he will do such that with a very simple prayer. Call on the name of the Lord. Just simply say, Lord God, forgive me for my sins. I repent for my sins. Jesus, I want to invite you to come into my heart and be my Lord and be my savior and be my friend. And from this day forth, I want to follow you wholeheartedly. In your name, I pray. In Jesus' name, Amen. And Nathan, that is the hope, right? With very simple prayer, but when people truly repent and come to God, He forgives them and cleanses them of all their sins. Right. God
1: doesn't want to just bring wrath down on people. This uh, Pelotia, obviously evil guy, no chance of repenting. Uh, God had given him every opportunity. And so he awaits in Hades, or the place called Torments, the Great White Throne Judgment at the end of human history. He'll be judged based on his works, but human works are lacking. The only work that matters is the work that Jesus Christ did on the cross. And Pelatiah, the son of Benaniah, will be thrown into the Lake of Fire one day, and all those who continue to rebel against him. You know, we're all in that fallen state, so we're all evil, and that's why we need a Savior. Uh, we need to repent, return to God, ask for forgiveness. And when he forgives us, the guilt is gone, the punishment that awaits us, the lake of fire is taken away, and we inherit those promises again. That's, that's amazing. That's only possible, was only made possible because Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. Brother, that is the best gift that you could ever get.
0: Woo, that is excellent news. And like always, if you've trusted in Christ, let Nathan Jones and I know we would love to send you a Bible and a study guide. You can reach out to us at 305-992-9537. We would love to rejoice and celebrate with you in your in new your. A relationship with Jesus Christ. And we're so excited for that. So, Nathan, what a joy it is to be able to share the good news, the plans that God has for the future for people and also for Israel. And, right, Nathan, in our next program, we'll, we'll fill in a little more regarding the remnant and also that regathering so that people will recognize the importance of praying for Israel and how God's plan is in full effect for the Jewish people.
1: Absolutely. God always wants repentance and a restoration of relationship. And he's reaching out to all of us. Uh, We just have to take his hand and accept him in faith.
0: Praise the Lord. And Nathan, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you soon for the storm conference. We ran out of time for this segment of the program, but what a joy it is to always have you on, Nate.
1: Amen, brother. Hope you survived that storm today. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> I certainly uh, pray to do so and uh, of course for the rest of you Nathan Jones Baptista, saying goodbye may the Lord bless you and keep you may his face shine upon you I hope you guys have a fantastic week have a great day